Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been, yeah, this is the Black Country Blokes, showing the fact about everything that is mental health, disability and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime as always, Lee Cadman. And we're joined by Jen from the Black Country Food Bank. So Jen, first of all, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I went down, me and mum went down to the Black Country Food Bank the other day, and it's amazing. So we're going to be talking about that and everything they offer and the wonderful volunteers. But as always, we're going to start with our gratitude list. And I'm grateful. Uh, I'm actually feeling well. My migraines, touch wood. I've been having migraines, everyone knows, for the last eight weeks. And touch wood, I haven't had one in for about three days. And just not being in pain. You know what I mean? Not feeling... Like you've got the bad headaches, anyone who has migraines, bloody hell, wakes me up with the noise. I've been in that much pain, and then you, you dread it. You have a little twinge in your head, and you're fraud, and it's going to happen again. So I'm grateful for Touchwood, not having one of them for a few days. Bruv, what are you grateful for? Oh, mind you, you this week, ever finally today got an assessment for uh, a hoist for my daughter for the house, and it's took since july to even get them around so yeah i'm really grateful grateful for emily can't remember your second name she's gone out of my head for coming around today and assessing our house and suitability hopefully we're one step further to getting it sorted yeah it's june i believe it is it's june or july i can't remember now it might have been june i can't remember i've looked through actually earlier how many phone calls i'd made in that time and it's going on for just over 100 phone calls to try and get it sorted that's let alone emails what we need is for that hundred phone calls, one of those got sorted. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, we were saying we need somewhere, like a citizen's advice for this, don't we? Yeah, for, yeah, for people who deal with disabilities, it needs to be... Because um, you could cut down... That's a hundred phone calls in my own time, but someone else answered that phone as well on the other end. And, that you know, we could cut down a lot of waiting time through the NHS if they knew the pathways that to take. Um, it could have been a lot shorter, yeah. There are many times I've said, like, a disability, you walk in, there should be there someone saying, look, when you come out of here, Lee's going to help you with benefits, Jen's going to help you out with equipment, Kev's going to help you out with service. There's people out there, but we don't know how to reach those people and we don't know which person helps us. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you need, yeah. It'd, be very, it'd be great if we had one person. To, to all the, the issues we have to deal with with my daughter, it'd be great if we had one person to, we could go to who could... Uh, then sort those problems for us because I absolutely love main care of my daughter. I absolutely love the job of being a carer, enjoy being in a company, enjoy doing all the stuff we do with that. But that side of things, it takes up so much of my time when I should be caring for her. Um, so yeah, to have a, a one-stop shop as, as such, one person I could go to with any problems we have to get it sorted, that'd be great. But it's not even just time it's emotion in it Lee. oh yeah sometimes yeah, when i talk exactly. to you, you look you look like you've had 12 rounds you know <laughs> well, good odd it's as you know my daughter doesn't sleep very well either so it's a lot of sleepless sleepless nights on on top of that um then you're phoning up people and you phone up people as i say well over 100 times since june or july that's a lot of that's a lot of times to be found and like i said that doesn't i haven't counted the emails that i've sent and you think that's a lot of time 
and effort and emotion gone into sorting one problem. Memory times, a phone you're and it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they got back to you? Bloody hell, Kev. They've passed me back to Jane, who's passed me back to Kev. So it's you get your hopes up that we're, we're winning. Yeah. And then, oh, no, I no. I might be doing that now. Yeah, <laughs> but I need a bit of a win at the moment, so I'm taking it. And Jen, what are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful, I think, for, um, I think my kids, actually, today. No. Having just talked about them a little bit, we just had a bit is of a that, chat, didn't we? Is that because didn't we? Didn't rub your sticky toffee pudding? I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's the fact that he rang up and asked me if he could have that sticky toffee pudding. Um, yeah, I just think that, like, it's hard, isn't it, to be a teenager in the current world we live in and, you know, all the things that are going on for them. I think they've done really well to get through the pandemic and adjust back to kind of life. Uh, you know, they've missed two years, haven't they, of real kind of key development. So, yeah, I think I'm proud of both of them, both, you know, they're 14 and 16. It's, it's not easy being a teenager. Um, they, they do very well, both of them. It's funny, you know, when you look back and people go, oh, the best years of your life. Yeah. I, I didn't find that. No, me neither. Because, because in my 20s, yeah. I was finding myself, I... Yeah. I decided what partners I was going to go for. Like, yeah. but as a kid, I fancy that person. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I won't go for it then. Or I want to take a boxing. Oh, I don't like boxing. You, you, you bow down to your peers. You do. It's not until you're an adult. You go, well, I, I want to right. pursue that. I want to enjoy that. Or I don't want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I just remember being a teenager and just thinking, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. it's so much choice and people telling you to do all kinds of things. And, like you say, by the time you get to 20, you just think, actually, I'm a grown-up now. I can do what exactly I want to do. Mm. So, yeah, I think I think they've done very well to, to come through what they've done and be flourishing as they are, both of them. So, yeah. And I think the teenage years, I mean, my daughter, she's seven now. So, oh, the last three years, she's, she was through the pandemic. But she was with Daddy yeah, in, a, in a lovely house, and we were playing yeah. Harry Potter. But I felt sorry for the teenagers who, yeah. who were used to being free. Yeah. They were, I want to go and see my friends. That's I right. want to go and see my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Yeah. And at those ages, and we talked about this all the way through, as a grown-up, you realise consequence. I can't go and see my friends because I'll bring the germs back to my family. Mm. But as a child, as yeah. a teenager, as a young adult, your friends are the most important thing in the world. And if yeah. you're in love, oh, my God, no one's <laughs> ever felt love like it. And no. <laughs> It's emotions on steroids, isn't it? It really is. Because yeah. it's new. And you, you the first time you feel it, it's wow. And no one else has ever felt it. So they, mm. they had to sacrifice in completely different ways to us. They did. Yeah. And the hormones are flying around the body as well. Yeah. And they're growing. And, you know, things are changing for them all the time, aren't they? Plus, they weren't allowed to see their friends. And, I mean, it's all very well being a parent. But, you know, you kind of... They go to bed, children, and wake up 13. And um, mm. as my dad always says, you go from hero to zero, literally, mm. overnight. And they don't want to hang out with you. They want to, mm. rightly so, be with their friends and, you know, learning how to socialise. So, yeah. And a lot of those forts of passages, I know my friend's kids and their, their kids have turned 18. They're supposed to go into a pub or the, the kids up here have gone to university and they're there to party. And next thing you know, mm. they're sat in a bedroom doing their courses and... They spent all that money and they didn't have the full enjoyment of yeah. joining in with all the party, let's say. Yeah, definitely, yeah. It was a tough time, wasn't it? It's tough, but so yeah, I think that's that's what I'm super grateful for today. 
I mean, the, the Black Country Food Bank, me and Mom, um, we've been meaning to get you on for years and we've talked about it, but it wasn't until my daughter was doing Harvest Festival. Yeah. And we went and they, they mentioned it and I went, that's a great idea. So I went and Googled you and phoned. Yeah. And I thought, great. And then you invited me and Mom yeah. to come down and see it. Yeah. And you, unfortunately, you were working, wasn't you? Yeah, you couldn't come working. up. Um, we will get there, though. Yeah, we'll, get there. we'll go again. Yeah. But it was, it's great. We went with our donations. But it was wonderful seeing it because you don't know what it's going to be like. And it's this big this factory. And I remember Mom going, wow, look at all the stuff you got. And then the penny drop, it wasn't just for Brawley Hill. It was This was for the whole of the Black Country. And the Black Country is a big, bloody area, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's huge. So we've got um, 27 food banks across three boroughs, Dudley, Sandwell and Walsall. But we also work with other charities in Wolverhampton. So um, it's come from an organisation that started in 2006 with um, one food bank to something that's quite a thing to run. You know, it's um, over 300 volunteers. Um, we did... 536,000 meals last year and we're nearly at the same point now so we're already looking at a lot more food to go out um this year it, it's much um it's definitely worth if if anybody wants to come and visit it's definitely worth coming and have a look at the warehouse give us a ring and i'll happily arrange a time to show anybody around that wants to see um exactly what goes on and it's good because it then connects you to the donation you can understand how we do what we do and where the food goes to and all that sort of thing so it's it's really a helpful way to connect you to the charity so when we were taking our stuff around and me and my wife were going around the shops and it's what should we put in and it's like sanitary towels and then beans because that's the first thing i think of a can but then she was saying tinned fruit so we took our little donation there and as you say it was amazing seeing how many beans there are yeah like there's room bigger than this full of beans and like yeah. you know what i mean which is wonderful because they'll all get used you said they will but it was the things that like milk and yeah. fruit juices and things that I think blooming, I wouldn't necessarily afford yeah. to those things. No. So um what's interesting is there are certain items that will go in everybody's parcel. So like milk and fruit juice, every single person, every single parcel has milk and fruit juice in. So that's why we get through it more than anything else. So we get through like literally hundreds of cartons of long life UHT milk and then long life um, fruit juice, the stuff from concentrate. Other items we can kind of mix and match a little bit or we can, um, there's a bit more variety so we can swap things around but they are really critical to the parcel and that's why we often don't have enough of that sort of thing as well and we are providing 27 food banks so say on a Monday they all send in an order for you know 50 60 70 cartons of UHT milk that's gone very very quickly so as I was saying to you Kev when you were there um, the turnaround of stock is is really quick so sometimes you look at the shelves and think oh you know you're doing really well you've got loads of that but it goes so fast. Um, so it's really critical that we do, you know, make sure that we communicate the items that we, we are running low on. Um, and milk and fruit juice is something that we're always going to need. We're always short of that. Whereas 
things like baked beans. Um, uh, some some reason are just always associated with food bank but as as i always say i think it's because they are so great so they are brilliant yeah. they're nutritional and kids love them and can heat them up in a microwave which is now a cheaper option isn't it than your cooker um but there are only so many you can give to somebody you foods. see more more of that now where people are asking i don't know whether people ask but if they ask for it they're asking for food that is cheaper to reheat just because of the, yeah the so so what we're doing at the moment is and and this is pretty bleak but we are we've created a no no cook parcel it's called so and that is for people who don't want to use their cooker or are nervous about putting their cooker on so it's not great in terms of nutritional value because it's things like pot noodles or so it, you know it's not something we want to do mm. at all but you left in a really difficult situation because um some families only want to use a kettle because they're really nervous about using other appliances and the cost of that so um putting that pack together was probably one of the lowest points i think we've seen you know at food bank having mm. realizing that people are fearful of using their cooker so um yeah, yeah it's not, a, not it's only you coming here food which yeah it's hard enough for a family as it is now totally. you're, you're having to ask well i can't if, I if you give me food can i even heat it up well that's and it i mean you're on a the, the the ladder that you're on the lower rungs of the ladder anyway mm. if you're you're at a food bank and then having to explain more that, that's really tough for a lot of people really tough in the united kingdom in 2022 something is good i mean We'll go into because there's so many things, and I'm going to keep bantering as always do. But you were in your Downing Street yesterday, weren't you? Because it was yeah. taking it to the gaffers, really. Yeah. You know, and that's what we've got to do. And anyone who's listening to this, there's no point in sitting in a room moaning about it. The only way that we can make a change is by making the change. That's right. We've got to have courage because we, as a people, are the government. Yeah. We decide what is right and wrong. And if we don't vote and if we don't do anything about it, then nothing will change. Mm. We must stand up for ourselves. We must mm. say, no, this isn't right. Mm. And like we're saying, going up there, there's free petition on that day, but you've done it. Yeah. And you'll do it again. That's and you'll right. do it again. And if we keep knocking on the door, eventually I'll answer and hopefully the change will happen. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, so we took a petition to Downing Street. So uh, we work as part of an other organisation called IFAN, and there's a national food bank called Trussell Trust, and then a lobbying group called Feeding Britain. So we took a petition down that was signed by um, 3,000 um, food banks and volunteers, basically kind of explaining that food banks are at their limit in terms of what they can actually achieve because donations have dropped, demand has increased and actually what are we doing? <laughs> like, like you say Kev, why, why are we in the situation where food banks have become part of the culture? That's never ever what it, we intended to do when we very first started a small charity that would help the most vulnerable in society. Um, that's totally fine and that happens all the time and that's good. That's what the voluntary sector do. Mm. But to become something that is the heartbeat 
of the black country that isn't what we intended at all but we have to do that because the need is so great so you're right we do have to use our voices we have to use our stories we have to use our stats and take it to the powers that be and say this is what's actually happening on the ground and know? ultimately if you run out of food supply or money to keep to keep the lights on where do them people then turn to well, that's the a really scary situation that we did mention yesterday when we met the MPs, you know, because we're spending about £3,000 a month trying to keep the shelves stocked. Is that um, a, it's, it, that's on top of all of the donations you get. Right. So that's not just... You're spending three thousand pounds to feed people. Yeah. So on top of all the wonderful people. That's right. That's exactly right, Kev. Yeah. That that's what because that's why I want to really home into people who are listening. That's three thousand pounds on top. top. On top. So what you saw, I mean, mm. I was showing you, wasn't I? That this is what we bought. That's been donated. You can see, you know. So, I mean, if you think that, I mean, the people of the Black Country are absolutely incredible mm. in terms of their giving. They. I mean, you, the majority of what you saw was donated by people. It's just mind-blowing. Community is amazing and so very good at looking after each other. Um, but you're right, on top of all that, we are still having to spend. And I've been a part of Black Country Food Bank for 11 years and I've never, we've never had to spend money before. We've had a little bit and we've, you know, bought a bit of milk maybe, but not to keep ourselves going yeah, it's more like we're running out of milk yeah. we need something we else. haven't got yeah. any milk yeah. like it's gone we need to go and buy some mm. it's that situation and when i went there because people like to say oh well we don't care about it. everyone's out for themselves and looking there and i've got to be emotional mom had a cry and i was looking at and i thought every can of beans here every toothbrush every pot of jam it's been donated by someone who probably ain't too far from being here themselves. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, the majority of our donors literally just walk in off the street with a carrier bag and they say, I've just done some shopping and I've got you a few bits. Mm. Like, brilliant. And that's why we've seen such a drop in donations because the cost of living is affecting everybody you know the the person your neighbor in the street who would normally donate is probably a little bit nervous at the moment and thinking i'm not sure i've quite got enough to do that even at the start of the year 20 pound in grocery shopping went yeah quite a decent way 20 pound i'll go in oh, there yeah. now and i don't i don't feel like i'll come out with a shopping bag full and i've spent 30 pound totally yeah. So you can understand people are going, well, you know, well, I'd love to donate. I'd love to. Yeah. But no. You have your fiver. You have your fiver. And all right, I'll, I'll donate this fiver. And we'll, we'll, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, your bills are now costing you an extra £7.50. That's right. So not only can you not get that fiver, no. you've lost £2.50 as well. Yeah. that That's how critical the situation is. That that You're, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, you know, and so and so it's... But we're still getting donations in. They are mm. still coming in. And that's what's so fantastic about, you know, local people. They're just um, hearts are massive, you know, for looking after each other. Really mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Well, Jen just brought me a thing up. We're going to, even though it's only down the road, we're going to start doing little collections here. So if anyone does want to drop something off. And she brought the shopping list because, once again, if I've only got £3 to donate, I want to know that £3 is going to last. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because 
we'll say this by next year you'll be begging for baked beans don't want to be <laughs> but, i'll let you know but, but it's that thing of we want to help so yeah. we'd like to know like when i give to the black country women's aid it's sanitary towels and i think yeah two blokes here both got daughters yeah. sanitary towels tampax tamp never entered my brain yeah until i had my little girl yeah. and she's still a little girl yeah. i would have for when she's a teenager or a woman for her to have accidents yeah. Because as I said to you, and I say every all the time, it's not like oh check her right when Sanitary Tells looking at her show. It's a necessity. No, it's a necessity. Yeah, you're right. And so is food care. Oh, like, do, do you know what I mean? So like the basic things, you know, even like chopped tomatoes. We don't get loads of chopped tomatoes. I don't know why, but they're such a great thing for making a meal bigger, mm. you know, for bulking things out and um you know, that sort of thing. And then you've got tin meat, which at the moment, I mean, I was saying, we were laughing, weren't we, saying, corn when beef. we were younger, yeah. corned beef hash was just a really typical meal that we'd have. And our mums would make that. And that's great. Now, it's a bit of a luxury because corned beef costs an arm and a leg. You know, it's not, it's not a given that you're just going to buy things like that. So that's why a lot of our stock has depleted because items that were easily donated just it's a real thought process should i buy that or you know should i buy something else so i think the other thing to remember is things like breakfast cereal like we get through so much breakfast cereal because breakfast is such an important part of the day and we want to make sure that children have something like weetabix and we're not talking about branded mm. we're talking about oldie weetabix you know tesco asda nobody's bothered at all it's more about having it in the warehouse we're not definitely not looking or precious about anything that's branded at all it's just about having the stock in um you know and we were saying that we love nutritional items so weetabix is great porridge is great but if somebody's got a box of cocoa pops that they want to donate we will happily and gratefully accept that knowing that it's going to help a family for a few days it's yeah. filling tummies isn't it well, that's filling tummies if you if you if you're not eating anything at all, yeah, then really anything at that point is better than it, it not is. Eating, it so. is. It's it's not a long term solution. Mm. That's not what we're there to provide. We're there to help through a crisis. That's our job to do that. And I think we do that very well um, with the stock that we've got. You know, we we make sure that in everybody's parcel there are ten meals for the whole family. So that's four breakfasts, four lunches, and four teas. And that it, it's not like everybody gets a bag of baked beans or a bag of chopped tomatoes there are lists that the volunteer use and they put things in to make meals you know so it's a very thought through process and um hopefully we do you know we try and get it as right as much as we can it is based on donations we can only do what we can with the food we've got but we, we do try really hard i love that initiative you're telling me a mom about as well where it was giving you the ingredients so you can cook a stir fry you could cook a cottage pie you could yeah once again that's education isn't it yeah i didn't realize for this price and these ingredients i could make a meal that's gonna last us a week yeah yeah so we've really recently launched our recipe bags um there they've been so well received and people are really loving them and lots of other organizations are interested in having them from us and they are um like you say kev it's just a bag with 
all the ingredients in you need to make a meal for four plus a recipe card so it's a step-by-step -step guide on how to cook it and there's also a link to our youtube channel where you can watch somebody cook it as well so um we've launched them in schools and we've actually started cooking them with families in schools with people premium families and and other families too um and they've absolutely loved it and been able to cook a meal for four put it in a, a container and take it home for tea so really pleased with that we've got three um recipes at the moment we've got chili con carne spaghetti carbonara and goulash and we're about to do a tuna pasta bake i think is the next one but we're open to lots of recipes we want to do ones that are a bit more culturally diverse <laughs> you know think of other um groups in society that we could help and that's it's just really exciting what we've got planned and uh, and like you say it's empowering and equipping people to cook and be a family and cook together um, and make something nutritional that that isn't expensive you know it is possible but sometimes you just need a bit of help to to figure that out and we all do don't we at the moment you know Dude. we all need a bit of help with our shopping <laughs> to know what's good value and it's tough isn't it sorry okay before we go further we've had a just mess you know bring this up on the screen and then i'll read it out to jane because you're not fighting the screen so saying such sad times jane thank you and your team for the amazing work you guys deliver exceptional stuff Hopefully the MPs will listen to your petition and provide you with proper support, which is so desperately needed. Oh, thank you. That's really lovely. I, I have to say that the team that does support the organisation is mind-blowing. Kev, you met a few of them, didn't yeah. you, at the warehouse? So we've got 30 volunteers at our warehouse. Um, and like I say, over 300 over the organisation. And without them, I mean, all those people are giving their time for free. It's just mind-blowing just um, amazing oh i'm gonna presume you're looking for more volunteers as well is there a well, way people uh, get into yeah structure? i mean actually we're not because we've got such a good team and mm. once we once people start volunteering they absolutely love it and so mm. they stay for a long time a lot of people are maybe retired you know kev was chatting to somebody weren't you yeah. that was retired and he was saying how that through the pandemic he's so glad he was able to volunteer because he just didn't know what he was going to do with his time otherwise. So we, I mean, we're always happy for people to apply and get an application form filled in. One thing we do struggle for is things like somebody to drive the vans. We need somebody who, um, you know, is maybe driven a van before and used to that sort of environment um not to put you on the spot but it's <laughs> just a normal side yeah no, just you don't a need to be a, van. a lorry no, driver basically it's really not no, it's a do you van. still need your certain license or you have to have not, it no, no it's under no. three and a half yeah down, it's just so a, it's just a normal driving license yeah. it normally helps if you've driven a even if it's a small van before because yeah. it can be quite daunting to suddenly you know jump in a van but um yeah that, that's that's probably the the one thing that is you know sometimes needed if the food banks need their volunteers they will um look in their local community we try and encourage local community to support their local food bank because we're building a community around that food bank so yeah. i say it all the time now with the strikes and you know everything when the volunteers put down tools and these are the people who don't get paid, don't do any. When when the the best people in society say no more, yeah, the country would fold then, wouldn't it? No, the voluntary sector is a, a, an absolute backbone of what the 
how the country is keeping going mm. without doubt and it just doesn't get enough credit you know for actually what is provided and especially the black country mm. the the there are some incredible charities doing some amazing things, not just Black Country Food Bank. I was saying that we support um, between 40 and 50 other food charities that are nothing to do with us particularly, but maybe they cook a meal, a hot meal, um, or they do um, a breakfast club. It, it doesn't really matter. We happily support them with items that we have surplus maybe beans or whatever it is um but if you think of all of that that's going on every day for people there's so much incredible work happening for for people in the black country it's it really is a, an amazing place to be it's an absolute privilege to be honest and on that i'll mention at the end of the show but i'm doing my firewalk for the black country women's aid oh, brilliant. uh wednesday the 26th uh from the dudley town Hall, uh dudley town arms so me and a group of people are going to be walking, raise money and toiletries and household goods for women and children in refuge. So follow us on our social medias. There is a GoFundMe page. I uh, want to get up to £200 on there. I think we're up to 150 at the minute, so not shy of it. And we're raising money at the club and just let's donate because these poor people were leaving a bad situation. They're going with absolutely nothing. So anything, you know, it's bad enough when you go on holiday and you've got your phone charger. Times that by a million, so you know what I mean? So reach out, donate, and let's help. You know, we, we shouldn't just be giving it Christmas. No. In fact, that reminds me of when I was at your place and I was talking to other lads. And when you've been busy, because funny enough, now, Kev, we are because we've got Harvest Festival. Yeah. So all the churches, the primary schools are donating. He goes, but we've had weeks where our, our, our shelves have been more bare. Yeah. And so we've got to remind ourselves of this, guys. It's it is tough i know it's bloody tough but if we can chip together in our sports halls like we're doing now and maybe other boxing clubs or dojos or churches or have something where your people when you can afford something drop it in there and at the end of the week you could take a little carrier bag yeah it hasn't got to be cartons and no. suitcases if we could just take a bit of coffee or a bit of milk or a bit of yeah. as a community in these hubs we're going to make a difference yeah and I think what's really important to remember is that every single donation has a massive impact on the person that receives it. Mm -hmm. So it can never be too small a, don a donation ever. One can of anything or one carton of UHT milk. Like it, it sounds crazy and it sounds dramatic, but it can be life changing for somebody, you know, who's really struggling. So never, I don't, I wouldn't want anybody to ever, ever feel like, their donation is not big enough because it's just so important and we always are super grateful for every single thing we receive i think know? there's there's probably companies out there as well that could potentially do an initiative where um you bring in just one single item and if yeah. every person in that company was able to do that you could fill a lot of shelves yeah definitely and there's lots of like you know ideas like a food bank friday you mm. know and and if anybody has any ideas then do get in touch with me because i'm i can i'm happy to talk about lots of things and corporates love doing things like um businesses love raising money through um sponsored cycles or you know walking or whatever it is they're good at as a team or a bake sale or 
there's lots of ways that they can support because we don't just accept the physical donations you know cash donations we use as well to buy stock so if somebody wanted to give us some money but they were really wanted to make sure we were going to buy something we put it in a, def a different fund in our bank account called our food and toiletries fund we restrict that money and when we are running low on something we spend that mm -hmm. so we, you know we are really well equipped at making sure that if somebody wants to help we'll try and help them do that you know and i mentioned um off air earlier that on uh, last last week my my youngest daughter goes to old park school on the thorns road and, and it's they did a mufti day but instead of handing over a pound you did a donation into the, the food bank yeah and i thought that was just a great idea because yeah it's a nightmare for us because every time we there's a mufti day, I forget to give her the pound. As well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't forget a big bag of food. Over no, that's right. Bag of yeah, food. Yeah. But even there, you, you know, ultimately, if, if you can't afford that pound for there, you have more chance of being able to afford a, a tin of beans, which is, you know, 50p. So yeah, potentially be saving parents money yeah. uh, doing it that way. Yeah. You were telling me about Morrison's at King's Winford. They yeah. do a bag, don't they? They do, yeah. So they've got this great initiative where as you're walking into the shop, on the right-hand side... By the pharmacies, is yeah, uh, As soon as you go through the doors... Oh, yes, yeah, so like, we're like the coal and all yeah, those. Yeah, that's right, that's right. As soon as you go through the doors on the right-hand side, there's um, like um, some shelving with some bags on. And in the bags, they've put a few items in there. They've totted up the cost. They've put almost like a receipt on there, think and they uh, kind of like staple it on you take the bag to the uh, till and you almost like buy the bag and then that bag comes to us or i think there's another charity involved but that's fine as long as it's supporting people yeah. that's absolutely cool so uh, but it's brilliant because it kind of takes the thought process out of it you just have to pick the bag up and all the bags are costed differently so you don't necessarily have to you can spend it's like one pound fifty i think it goes up to maybe five the most so there's a lot of choice and you can buy toiletries but if i buy the bag yeah i'll go up yeah or scan it then do i give it back to them and then they bring it to you or... yeah yeah that's right yeah that's exactly how it works yes yeah. so it just if you were going through a till you just hand it to them and then they scan that it they, and yeah. they scan it and then they bring it to you that's it. so that's yeah. a great so great. once again from one pound 55 whatever you want to spend very clever yeah so i don't know what i'm getting but i want to help yeah but it tells um, you in the bag yeah what, so it says like toiletries or children's toiletries because yeah, yeah. we do like um we do nappies we do wipes we do children's toothpaste children's toothbrushes so you know that that could be something you feel like you want to donate lots of choice lots of choice but isn't it nice what a, what because it surprised me certain companies around here don't donate to the black country they donate nationally and being such a proud area which we all are from the black country we're a very strong clan you want to give obviously we want to save the world but in terms of this giving to our own around here is impairment is neat when, when you walk and you see so many starving people and everything you want to be given to that area yeah what other companies around here are doing that look it's good i always believe i don't talk about the bad people i want to talk about the good people who are 
helping like Kings Winfords, Morrison's. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got quite a few companies involved at the moment. Um, it really depends um, whether they know what to do. So a lot of like even us talking today is brilliant, isn't it? Because it's sharing about Black Country Food Bank. I think a lot of places don't know how to help. They want to, but they're not totally sure how to. And that's why things like social media and um, just getting yourself out there, you know, often companies will go, I didn't even know you were here. You know, even mm. you coming over, yeah. you know, we've been there since 2013 in Briley Hill, been there a long time. So it's just, I think it's just educating the surrounding areas and letting everybody know that we are, we're in Briley Hill, but we've also got food banks right across the boroughs, you know. So I, I think there's, uh, like I said before, there's a lot of good people who are in a situation now where they're just not sure what the best thing to do is. So reaching out and asking and seeing, you know, you know, how they can help, I think is the best way. But we've got corporates back in volunteering with us, which has been great. Um, we've got another company who's doing like, um, almost like raffling off a gift card. That's great. And they came in to, to donate the, the, the gift card the other day. And that was great to meet them. We had a picture with the Express and Star. So I think it's just talking about it, isn't it? And letting people know we're there. Because when you started, 2006. Yeah. What was a catalyst? What I can't remember 2006 that well. But what 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 happened? No, what happened? What, what was the? So, how did the country get that much peril that we needed food banks? And then what hasn't changed or got worse since 2006? So we've got now three thousand food banks. Yeah, I know. I I don't know what happened. I don't know about 2006. So I've been there for. 10 11 years so but the lady that first started black country food bank was a lady called wendy fryatt and she had a real kind of like heart for um it was people in Stourbridge, and i think it was linked to her church really and she started on her dining room table just putting a few parcels together and helping a few local families because I think the reality is, Kev, that yeah. there's always been poverty. Oh, yeah. So I think it, it, it didn't, there was no plan for it to become what it is it mm. was just uh let i know a few families within our church and mm. then those families maybe know a few others let's just see if we can help them with a bit of food you know that sort of idea so it never there was never the plan that it was going to suddenly you know we were going to end up all these years on me going to downing street taking a petition mm. to say enough is enough kind of thing you know so so i think it was just more her kind of seeing a need you know in in the hair very small community um and it is what it is now and do you think like as you said there's always been soup kitchens yeah yeah but do you think the narrative has changed that it was the soup kitchen for the homeless yes to a food bank for the working class and drifted into the middle class all yeah. of a sudden oh yeah definitely and um i think that the word soup kitchen you know it cr it created its own stigma didn't it mm. an image of what that involved and i think what's happened again is food banks done the same mm. i think the word food bank makes people think i don't want to go there you know and, and i guess that's one thing i'd really want to say if anybody is nervous about using a food bank i would say don't be it's not if you need to use a food bank it's 
a lot of people are using them. They are places of welcome. Sorry to butt in, Jim. No, you you're all right. So I'll rip that kind of in the in the description that we want to we, we bring you on the show to talk about, but also break down the stigma. Yeah. So if I was to need the food bank now, what can I expect when we actually go in there? And how do we go about it? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you go about it? If you were thinking now, I'm struggling, and I, you know probably could do with a little bit of a helping hand with food um if you are on um universal credit or any sort of benefit then you can get we have vouchers and we have all a code that you can take to a food bank so you apply through your journal send an email or a message through your journal and that can sometimes take a little bit of time Every family centre in Dudley Borough has our vouchers as well. So if you've got children, a family centre is a brilliant way to connect with an organisation who can help with so many things, not just food bank, um, applying for benefits, filling in forms, whatever it is you need. They're absolutely brilliant um, and available to connect with all week. You know, they're open all week. So family centres are great. But if if you're really not sure and you just think, oh, I'm freaking out, then ring our office. So our office is open Monday to Friday, uh, nine till one. And the number is 01384-671-250. And ring us and we'll try and help get you in touch with somebody who can get a voucher or a code or whatever. Um, the food banks are, so when you go to a food bank, you will take your voucher a volunteer will take that from you because then a parcel will be made up according to how many people are in the family. So if it's a family of four, the volunteer will go and make up that parcel for a family of four and you'll just be asked to take a seat. Some of the food banks have tea and coffee again now, which is just great. Um, and you just wait, really. And there's volunteers to chat to. And so if there's something else you want help with, say it's debt or whatever, there's often signposting that's available. Fantastic. And yeah. if it was someone who maybe had a disability and, and couldn't get out of the houses, I don't want to say delivery service, but is there any, something along yeah. the lines that you would? Yeah, we don't deliver, but what you often find with somebody with a disability is they they quite often have a support worker yeah. or a a quite a good network and so somebody else can go to the food so bank it doesn't have to be you personally no it so. doesn't it doesn't um absolutely not we are really flexible we don't we definitely don't deliver though because we did we we don't have any fund of that and it yeah. would be <laughs> with two bands, it would be very tricky yeah. to, to kind of manage all that so um we don't do that but again if somebody rings the office and talks through what the problem is then we often can figure something out for them that's it. I mean, it's you see the media, and I said, Oh, people, they're just trying to get something for nothing. People aren't choosing to have a choice, or they don't no. go in, no. Oh, well, I'll save myself a fiver this week, and I'm gonna go and yeah. drip the system. No, it's people who blooming need it, yeah, it is, yeah. And that's not to say that we have a very small minority who maybe know a little bit how the system works. That's the same with lots of charities. Mm. Sadly, people tend to concentrate and focus on that small mm. group. But what we want to talk about is the massive majority that we do help that are genuine. That's our focus. And for that tiny minor minority, it's a drop in the ocean compared to the good stuff that's happening. And that's what we want to talk about and make sure that that's celebrated, really. 
what would you like the government to do? Um, well, uh, benefits need increasing in line with inflation because when the £20 uplift was taken away, mm. that £20 was people's food money. Mm. So, to, so that's gone, but also inflation is just horrendous i mean look at what's happening and think about mortgages that you know we're entering into a really scary world aren't we a scary country pressures have so mounted haven't they they're massive so that's that that just has to happen to to just get people surviving but like wages minimum wage and all that zero hour contracts not good not good for people not helpful um at all you know but that needs something needs to happen and really soon, really the, quickly. The zero hours, it's hard to build a life around zero oh, hours, isn't it? Because no, am I working five hours? Am I, I working know. 50 hours? And then, oh, but he, he's grateful to have zeros, but if I'm sick, I don't get paid. Yeah. If I, we don't look after our own, we don't look after our staff, yeah. we don't look after the workers, whatever if he does need to be sick, however if he does have a breakdown, however if he does get injured, however, and it's, yeah. we, we need more contracts of safe working and less agencies. Yeah. We need to look after the people, yeah. we need to make people feel safe in their jobs. You know what I mean? It, mm. The worker and the employer have got to work together, haven't they? If yeah. they're both happy, we'll flourish. But if we're both frightened, the other one's going to rip the other one off. We're living in a very panicky, paranoid world, aren't we? Yeah. And people, so so what we're seeing is, so Food Bank was a crisis charity. It was for crisis. So people, I don't know, had a huge bill go out or, you know, maybe their benefits were stopped for a couple of weeks or so, you know, something like that. Mm. So, okay, that's fine. Now, nobody's got any money every month. Mm. Like, every single month so the the one thing we've never ever wanted to do is create dependency on food bank that's the worst thing to happen to somebody we are really struggling to to say to somebody you know what what are you going to do because you've used food bank for the past few months because there aren't any options left mm. there are no options left so that's what's a super it's a big challenge for people really tough it's really tough it was, yeah so it was almost like a, a stopgap while yep. things were being sorted that's out it. whereas now that's right now there's no stopgap because no, no there's stop no light at the end of that tunnel that's right that's exactly right yeah but it's, yeah. i can't cut back on anything else that's it mm. i that's can't it. bring any more money in no so what can i do what can i do I, i'm now having to have a pot noodle give to me and i'm only using my kettle I know. It's bleak, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it, yeah. And then we were on about warm rooms and and we're saying, but if government and councils funded a boxing club where people could come and get warm, have a cup of coffee, if we could get some sandwiches put on here and have hubs, mm -hmm. like in your pubs, mm -hmm. like a carvery or a whatever it is, so they could be fed. Um, where's Darren today? I don't know. Let's check on him. Give people a community where they're loved, where they can work, where they can be a part of something. And you know what, Lee, while you're here, do you mind putting them, them, them up around? Do you mind cutting them trees? Mm. Yeah, great, I'll volunteer because I'm part of the gang. Mm. We need that back, don't we? Mm. But when community centres and are closing and gyms are closing and churches are all full, and where do people go? Yeah, They can't leave the house, but they can't leave the house because they ain't got the money to go anywhere else. Yeah. 
And the one place, your home, your castle, your 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 palace, is freezing cold mm. and scary and lonely. We've got to change it, guys. But the only way, if the government aren't going to do it, we've got to be doing it. We've got to be helping people out. And if you know someone who is struggling, invite them around. Back in the day, instead of dropping them on Facebook, <laughs> you go, pop around for a brew. Because that cup of coffee in the warm, having a bicky, might be all the difference, hasn't it? It will be all the difference, won't it? Um, as we said before, there's nothing worse being mental health and loneliness. No. Um, and imagine being in their own place, lonely, with no food, shivering. Yeah. It's it's It one-ups just loneliness then, doesn't it? We well, couldn't even put the telly on to get a beer company. Yeah. Because how many people, they put the telly on on the radio so they don't feel alone in their house. But then you're having to keep everything off in the dark. The one thing you're going to put on is the kettle for a pot noodle. Yeah. And and at, at this point, in terms of families, we're coming up to Christmas now and the, mm. the extra pressure of uh, of um, providing presents, you know. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 um, it's going to be really bleak. Christmas for some people. It's gonna be tough. If it wasn't already, um, so yeah. Anyone out there listening, I hope that uh, if you if you have the means to donate, even if it is a tin of beans, I know we're joking that, is, <laughs> but even if it is, if that's what you can afford to donate, please please do so. And I'd like everyone to remember of the Christmas of the lockdown, where we we're all putting our things. They're saying, "All I want for Christmas is to see me mum." All for Christmas I want is to see me nan and to get us all there in a room. So don't think about what we can buy, what we can spend. Surround ourselves with the people who matter. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that a lot. Good to remember that, isn't it? That's so, such a good thing to remember. Yeah. And it's only two years ago, isn't it? I know. I want to see mom next year. I want Gucci. Let's remind ourselves of the thing that does matter. And if we have got people who we love, if we're lucky enough to have those people, let's rend ourselves for them. You know what I mean? So I'm going to leave. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Or I think that's everything. But apart from thank you so much for having me and uh, listening to me talk about Food Bank for a long time. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I always get our guests. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. I should have warned you, brother. <laughs> is, there any, is there any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life? Uh, uh, gosh, you really have put me on the spot now. <laughs> or is there any sayings from the food bank or just something you picked up? Um, well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you. Okay, so our strap line at Black Country Food Bank, which is great, which I love, is um, love, connect, invest. So we love everyone all the time. We connect with people and other organisations and we invest in our volunteers and the people that we look after. That's wonderful. All right then, guys. Well, thank you all for listening. So until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Tarara bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tarara bit. Listen, listen.